your snowcats ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. And he's loose! governor of the great state of minnesota thank you for tuning in i appreciate it as always this is sports done right your favorite minnesota sports podcast show coming to you deep from the situation room here at our beloved governor's state here in the east metro uh, make sure you're following the show sports done right on really anywhere you're catching podcasts nowadays spotify itunes uh stitcher Spreaker, wherever just a Google Sports Done Right. You'll come up with me, yours truly. Follow me on Twitter, as I like to say. And you can follow me at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. At the Big Smooth One on Twitter. At Sports Done Right on Instagram. And the Facebook group is also Sports Done Right. So make sure you're checking us out and following us and all that fun stuff. I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor, coming to you live on a Wednesday, actually. So we are kind of out of out of filter here. Uh, normally we're a Tuesday night show, but had some things popping off last night. Um, tonight we are going to talk about Jamal James, the interim WBA welterweight champion from Minneapolis. Uh, he beat Thomas Delorme a couple weeks back. I was fortunate enough that Rob Lear from Lear Communication invited me down for the press conference, and we're going to play that sounder. That's about nine minutes long. You're going to hear from the hometown champ, see what he's thinking next, because he's in a very talent-laden division in terms of boxing, and if he can piece together a couple more wins, he's going to be in line for a major championship belt prospect there, so make sure you're uh, checking us out here I want to say what up to the bunny hunter himself the brazilian bunny hunter it's officially now he's left the snow bunnies the one and only jay clyde in the house what up sir <laughs> checking in on twitter 
I want to say what up to who do we got here? We have Drew giving us a listen from Western Wisconsin. He says, Gov, I'm a Vikings fan, stuck in Cheeseland. Love listening to your show. Appreciate you. All right. Well, I appreciate you, sir. Dan is listening to us in Lakeville, Minnesota, and we have Bobby who is tuned in over Twitter as well. He's uh, out here actually in Lake Elmo, Minnesota. And who else do we got? I want to say give all the shouts out here from people listening live. I want to say what up to Danielle in Minnetonka. She's uh, been a avid listener, so I appreciate you, Danielle, in Minnetonka. And we also have an Angela popping in as well. Vince, I love your show. Listen more on demand, but... You threw me off with a Wednesday night broadcast, so thank you, Angela. I appreciate that. All right, so a couple things. We're going to get to the Jamal James press conference here in just a minute. We are also going to get to our favorite SEC troll. The Tennessee homer himself is going to make his debut. He's going to call in here at 7.30 Central Time. The one and only Grant Horton is going to be giving us a buzz. And, uh, you know, he's going to come in here talking crap about the Big Ten Conference. But what can you say? It's Grant. All right. Anyway, folks, so let's talk a little bit about Jamal James. First off, put together a very, very impressive win over Thomas DeLorme. Jamal Shango James is 27-1-0 with 12 knockouts. Again, he is fighting at the welterweight division. He is the interim WBA welterweight champion for Minneapolis, Minnesota. Circle Discipline um, is his foundation and, and gym and everything, bringing lots of things back to the community in, in Minneapolis and St. Paul, working to make our city really a better place. Um, not only through the fame that he is now starting to get through his boxing, but just, you know, when and he'll talk about in the press conference as well, um, when the, the George Floyd killing went down and everything, um, COVID, all that, you know, he was training for this fight months ago when COVID happened, and then that threw everything because you can't bring in training partners. You can't bring in those sparring partners. You got to watch, you know, um, you know, the circle's really, really tight. He can't bring in most of his family. His grandmother died during this training, you know, so he had to be careful just even going to the funeral and everything. So we're going to hear from Shango here. What I liked most about this DeLorme fight, and you can catch it, you can go to PremierBoxingChampions.com. Al Heyman is his promoter, so that's why he's with Premier Boxing. Um, I'm going to tell you, man, this Thomas DeLorme is a hell of a fighter in his own right. Solid throws, big punches, and... Jamal James hung in there with them and and down the stretch as they like to say in horse racing Shango just hung in there with them and and delivered the the crisper shots the harder shots and what can I say he is now holding the WBA interim welterweight championship here so let's do this let's get to the press conference because I meant to play this last week before um, my show got hijacked and I had to postpone it but anyway here is the the press conference with Jamal James Um, Yours truly gets a question in as well. Rob Lear is the moderator. And again, shouts out to Rob Lear, former um, 20 plus year sportscaster at KSTP, who now runs his own PR firm, Lear Communication. And again, thank you for that invite to the press conference, Rob. Look forward to doing big things with you. 
If you can't root for Jamal, you're no sports fan. This guy is the greatest ambassador we have in the city of Minneapolis. The way that he leads, the way that he makes things happen in his own style, he's not seeking publicity, he just does it the right way. He won more than a world title in that ring on Saturday. He lifted up an entire community. And Jamal James makes a difference everywhere he goes. His record now, 27-1. and one. It was a phenomenal fight. I hope you all watched it. Jamal, let's talk a little bit about that you've recognized that it was more than a title belt on the line, as selfishly as you'd like it to be. You recognize, too, that we all needed some good news here in Minneapolis. Good afternoon, everybody, and, and yeah, man, most definite. Um, Minnesota, especially Minneapolis, has been hit so hard, not only with this COVID stuff, but with just this whole social unrest and movement. You know, I don't have to talk about it because everybody in here, I'm sure, already knows about it. The whole world's seen it. And it's always been my goal to use my platform to bring more positivity and to try to figure out how we can find positive solutions to a lot of these problems. And that's why I fight so hard, you know what I mean? Not only for myself, but for my family, for my team, our community, but because of that, you know, because of those situations, because of unjust situations like the George Floyd incident and countless others. That easily could have been one of my brothers, me, or anybody else. You know, the circle of discipline where I train at, where I volunteer at, is ground zero. It's right around the corner from that whole incident. And I just really wanted to win this title, not only for myself or for my family and stuff, like I said, but also so I can shine a light using my platform on Minneapolis, on Minnesota, and so we can figure this thing out in a better way. And you did, man. You, you really did. Any questions for the new champ? Were you expecting it to go the distance? You were trained, you were ready for it, but did you expect it to go all the way? I'm always ready to go the distance, you know what I mean? If you're thinking that you're gonna knock somebody out and it doesn't go as you plan it, then it can really throw your whole game off. So. I was ready to go 12, I was ready to go 15 if I had to, you know, maybe even more. Um, but if I would have, you know, seen that he was hurt, then I definitely would have tried to get him out of there. I tried a couple times, actually, but he was in shape, too, so he was taking those punches pretty well. How many right hands do you think you, you laid down there? How many right hands? Uh, yeah, you landed as, a lot of right hands. As, as much as I could serve him, man. <laughs> I don't, I lost count as much as I could serve him, as much as he's gonna eat. You know, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep giving it to him. They're gonna take him. Jamal Jeffrey Ashi with uh, Channel Five in Minneapolis. Uh, we talked to you just before or just after the COVID thing kind of hit, and you were kind enough to talk to us on camera. How deflating was it to have to go through something like that and wait so long for this opportunity? that you've spoken about earlier of having a chance at the title and then seeing it coming into fruition, what has it meant to you? Oh man, it's, it's meant the world, man. This has truly been a journey. It's truly been a journey for myself, for my teammate, David. You know, like my, like my father and coach said, man, we started training, you know, end of February, 
uh, early March because we thought the fight was going to be in April here at the Armory. Then, you know, the, the, the pandemic hit. You can't be too mad about that because that's a global pandemic. I was more happy that my family and everybody was safe and healthy. But even after that hit, then we had all the civil unrest with the George Floyd stuff. And that's right in my home, you know, right around the corner from my house. So we had to deal with that. And, and, and you know, my organization, the Circle of Discipline, we did our food drive and everything. So I'm helping out with that. And then we finally got a date, you know, which I was happy about. But also like, man, there's a lot going on, you know. So we we're up north at our training camp for two months. We we're up there for Father's Day. We're up there for the 4th of July. We're up there for my birthday. Uh, many don't know, but my grandmother ends up passing away while I'm still up there. And I still got to maintain focus and, you know, try to get this world title. So being, you know, going through all of that, going through all the stuff you got to jump through to have a fight during the whole COVID pandemic, you know, uh, it's really been an extreme journey. And I'm just extremely blessed and happy that I was able to win this title and bring it back here, you know, to Minneapolis, to Minnesota, and back home to the Armory. Congratulations. Um, was just wondering, you're in that welterweight division, a lot of big names there. You know, have you thought about, you know, getting to that next level and maybe a Terrence Crawford fight? You know, you got a lot of big names in the welterweight division. Have you thought about what's next? I know it's only been a few days since you got the belt champ, but. Yeah, man, any one of those big names, you know? Any one of those big names, as long as the business is right, I'm not ducking from nobody, you know what I mean? This, I've said it in many other interviews, boxing is not a long time career path. You gotta make the most of it. So while you're doing it, if you're gonna do it for real, you always stay in shape, you always train. And when they give you the call, no matter who it is, you know, you be prepared. And if the business is right, then well, let's take the fight. Let's, you know, let's handle it. So any of those guys, uh, I'm, you know, I'm extremely confident with my manager, Al Heyman, and his team. Ever since I've signed with him and been with him and his squad, they've always led me in the right path. I've had numerous, you know, televised fights, and now I'm the WBA interim champion. And it only gets higher from there. I just got to keep handling my business. So whoever whoever wants to get in there with me, we can make it happen. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, uh, congratulations, uh, Jamal. A very uh, and you too, David. Say, uh, I noticed Jamal in some of your other fights. When when a fighter would hit you, you would automatically just, you know, go back and swing with the fighter as well. But this time, it looks like you know you were patient. You were thinking it through. In my opinion, so was that like a strategy you had coming in, or was it just something that just happened right at that moment? Yeah, well, you know. Uh a lot of people don't realize too that I, I haven't fought in a whole year leading up to this fight, you know what I mean? And we didn't really have 
the sparring that we wanted to. And so the whole game plan was to use that range, frustrate him. I knew that this fighter came out strong early and he's been in there with very tough competitors. I knew he wasn't a pushover, you know what I mean? So the whole plan was to just outbox him. And if I hurt him, then jump on him, which I did. But, uh, you know, if, if you can't get him out of there, don't don't keep trying to get him out of there. Go back to what works. And what was working was just boxing him. You know, he was not, you know, a pillow puncher. He had very strong shots he was throwing. And I ain't going to sit there and <laughs> be trying to slug with somebody that, you know, is banging that hard. You know, I think what happens is I still got a fighter's heart. So sometimes when my, if I'm in there and I get caught with a shot, I instantly want to get that back, you know, and it leads me to end up staying in the pocket a little longer than usual. But, you know, my father, who I say is my coach as well, we talked about that as, as well as my big brother. And the best thing was to just box, you know, to hit and not get hit. That's all it is. That's what you're talking about when you're dealing with boxing. Hit and don't get hit. And like you said, like, you know, Thomas Delorme is a banger, man. This dude is a big, strong boxer, seasoned boxer. And instead of getting in there and, and trading shots and trying to go mano y mano, pick and choose your spots, land, get the points. If you, if you know you ain't going to probably get the knockout, you got to win the fight. And that's what he did. So props to Minneapolis's very own Jamal Shangle James, WBA interim welterweight champion. All right, let's do this. We're going to get a break in here because it's 7.30 Central Time. Like I said, our favorite SEC homer, Grant Horton, is going to make his debut and call in. So um, let's do this. Let's get our break in. We will be right back with the one and only Grant Horton, SEC show. And, you know, what else can you say? Keep it tuned here. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. This is Sports Done Right. Usually on Tuesday, tonight on a Wednesday, but we chilling. We'll be right back. Peace. Now look at you guys walking in here looking all pretty and angry and mean and good. <laughs> I know you didn't get your head down so you could just sit down and just sit still. Hey, we trying to have a good time tonight. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. It's my birthday. Uh, no, it's not. Show the
Votes are in, and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right. 
And now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Vince Wright. Sports Governor coming to you live and direct from the great state of Minnesota. And if we hear a little Tennessee whiskey music, you know there's only one man on the other side of the phone line here. So ladies and gentlemen, making his debut, his debut on Sports Done Right, this this man from Mississippi played actually played a little football down at Delta State, bringing that Southern pride. Found his way up here to the to the Northlands, and um, well, ladies and gentlemen, he's going to talk a lot of shit. I just got to tell you that right off the bat. But here he is, the one and only Grant Horton. What up, sir? How are you? Hey, Vince, am I on? You are. Hey man, what's going on, dude? How you doing? Hey, I am I am glad to have you on, my friend. Um, what can I say, Grant Horton? Now, uh, met Grant actually through Jay Clyde, the one and only Brazilian bunny hunter. We got the, the certified Southside bunny hunter here in Grant Horton. So, Grant, just tell before we get into the football and the Big Ten and the SEC and your lame ass Tennessee Volunteers, just tell the people a little bit about yourself, where you come from, actually playing a little ball down at Delta State and all that. Yeah, man, I appreciate. It. I mean, number one, man, just thank you for um, allowing me to come on the show today, um, and you know, just at least bring a little bit of southern uh southern experience up to the midwest you know you know how i am you know but i'll i'll keep it i'll keep it a little bit low low key tonight but uh hey no man let it rip you you bring your your southern pride i want the grant that's with me at gopher games decked out in his tennessee gear that's bring it man bring it Okay. All right. All right. All right. Number one. Yeah. So I'm from, I'm from Mississippi. Uh, everybody knows, man, Mississippi, you know, you know, we have, you know, we have our, our systemic bias and everything, but at the end of the day, man, you come from Mississippi, man, you come from a hardworking, um, you know, environment, you come from a grit environment. It's an environment where you make it out of there, man, you can pretty much make it anywhere, man. So, um, yeah, so I was, you know, born and raised Grenada, Mississippi, you know, um, had to decide between, you know, whether I wanted, you know, to pursue a career, uh, well, uh, pursue, you know, a athletic career, um, and decide between, you know, playing football or, you know, going to some form of service. You know, I thought about going to the Air Force, but, uh, was fortunate to get a scholarship to go to, um, to junior college, uh, Mississippi Juco. I think a lot of people know Mississippi Juco, uh, well known for, you know, just putting out great athletes. Um, and I had an opportunity to go there, uh, to Holmes Community College where, in 2003, we won the state championship 
uh, there. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I always reflect back and look back at, you know, how hard we worked to get to that point. Uh, played a little ball at Virginia College at Delta State University, a Division II school. Um, we had we had some great runs there. Uh, didn't win any championships there, but, you know, we look at, you know, the, the division, the conference that we were in in the Division Two is, you know, similar to what you see in the, on the national level, on the D1 level with um, – with the SEC, the Gulf yeah. South Conference was was really, really, really competitive. So, um, you know, yeah, that's that's about me, man. So I just, you know, I, I reached out to to Vince um, on last week, man. After looking at you know all of this, you know, about the Big Ten Conference and just kind of trying to dissect, you know, what <laughs> what it is that okay. the Big Ten Conference is trying to pull right now and you know, it's, dude, it's, 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 you know, this conference over the time, I mean, ever since you've known me and way before you've known me, dude, I've always said what? <laughs> I ain't saying it. <laughs> I ain't saying it. You can say it. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> dude, at the end of the day, the Big Ten Conference football sucks. And 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 what what you guys have been trying to pull over the last couple of weeks, man, is is it's just it's just a mockery, dude. It's bad. It's bad. Okay. And, and, All right. And well, let's it, let's talk it, about that. What's listen? We got we got a crazy ass virus going on. The doctors don't really know what's happening. Oh my god. So oh my so god. so talk Here to we me. Go. Oh, hey, Here we I, go. I, okay. Well, dude, let's let's let's, hear it. let's go. Okay. Okay. So, dude, here's the, here's the deal, dude. This is this this is this is at the end of the day, a bunch of guys with in your trying to they're 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 trying to play the long ball game with the with the SEC. They want to be the first out there to act like you know, hey. We we are we are transparent. We we do, you know. We we're the ones that's 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 a standard. And that's at the at the end of the day, what what you what these guys are doing is they are they are they're trying to play this health and safety and well being of the athletes. Um, they're they're trying to play that 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 position, but. I guarantee you, if they haven't done it already, I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen the news today. If they haven't done it already, let's just watch. By the end of this week into next week, they're going to backtrack on what what, what they're what they what they're saying as far as uh, we're you know we're not playing this year because here's the deal, dude. And I know you have a I know you have a high regard for the Big Ten, but um, but I'm asking you to keep it real. Okay. And so. So, you know, this conference, you know, seriously have a leadership issue, okay? And and they and it and it has become even more disgrace, you know, to Can to I the le, okay, sport. let me let me stop you right there because you bring up a very good and actually a very valid point. Because of the way this was handled, um, depending on which coach you talk to, which college president you talk to, you're going to get all kinds of different answers. 
because uh-huh. the new commissioner, Kevin Warren, by the way, who is, um, you know, mm-hmm. came from the Minnesota Vikings front office. Mm-hmm. And so, uh-huh. you know, obviously hoping big things for him, but it, it seems like the decision was made kind of cloak and dagger style in the, in the, in the, you know, the back rooms and nobody can really tell you if there was a vote, was there not a vote? <laughs> Um, you know, who voted what, what schools said, yay, what schools said, nay. I mean, some of the coaches have been out there like PJ Fleck, you know, he's been pretty vocal, uh, about his support, but obviously you have kind of these uprisings in Nebraska, Iowa, Ohio state, um, you know, with the quarterback out there, he started a petition that's approaching 300,000 signatures, uh, James Franklin at Penn State, him and his squad very upset, and and the school president out there who was on the Big Ten Network not really having any answers because, as she said, nobody told her nothing. So, as as much as I hate to agree with Grant, you, you are spot on. So go ahead and continue, sir. The yeah. floor is yours. And and and, and that's the I mean, because I mean you still vote. Whoops, hold on, Graham. We were losing you on the phone there. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, okay. I think we got you. Can you hear Go me ahead. now? Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, so yeah, so that's the other piece of the equation and is that, you know, there's there's so mis there's so much misrepresentation of who said what, who did what, and you know, was there a vote? You know, I mean that's 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 the crazy piece where you had right. the previous week you know, we're we're putting out schedules. Okay, Big Ten Conference, first conference to put out a schedule to everybody. Okay, so what happened in between the time that they put out that schedule up until the time that all of a sudden we're gonna say, Oh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull this back. So they it it, it, it seems like it just it had it, it's more of a a political front or more of a we want to be we want to be first we want to be we want to be the setters of you know we want to be the ones that we did it first and that's what it feels like you know what i mean because you put a schedule out then all of a sudden you're saying that oh we want to pull it back you know well okay before you put a schedule out and we want to we want to say that you know it's from a it's from a safety standpoint you know we want to make sure that we have the best interest of the student body and the collegiate athletes. You know, we want to, we want to put that out there. Well, we've been knowing that we've been in a pandemic from, for over, um, since, since what, March. So in between March and to up until this point, you're going to put a schedule out there, but yet you're not prepared and you're not ready to put a, safe environment out there for your kids to be able to play football. So what, so what you tell me, where, where's the leadership in that? I mean, because you're sending, you're sending mixed messages, you know, you're not being upfront and honest. And then I think, you know, to, you know, we, we see here's, here's the big problem too, is the people that have Kevin out there, you know, in front of everybody. And I don't know if he's, you know, he's supposed to represent the conference, but basically they kind of, you know, said, Hey, this is where we're at. You fix it. Right. You do it. You know what I mean? He's the, he, he's the, he's, he's the one that's out there. He's, 
he's the 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 sacrificial lamb basically because exactly. now because somebody has to take the route for what's going on so who's going to take the route for when at the end by the end of the week or next week when they say okay we got everything under control we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and play football <laughs> well here's the thing ed and if folks grant horton's on to something um if you go to DetroitNews.com, go to the sports section there. There is an article that was posted not too long ago. I actually saw it right before I hit the air tonight here on Sports Done Right. Uh, Kevin Warren actually issues a open letter, and I'm just going to read kind of a very small part of this. Um, the vote by the Big Ten Council of Presidents and Chancellors was overwhelmingly in support of postponing fall sports and will not be revisited. Um, that's the oh. quote. Uh, Warren said in a letter posted on the Big Ten website, uh, quote, the decision was thorough and deliberative and based on sound feedback, guidance and advice from medical experts. Um, wow. This, OK, and then there's more here. Despite the decision to postpone fall sports, we continue our work to find a path forward that creates a healthy and safe environment for all Big Ten student athletes to compete in the sports they love in a manner that helps to prevent the spread of COVID-19 and protects both student athletes and the surrounding communities. So we yeah, finally hear a little bit from Kevin Warren, commissioner of the Big Ten Conference. I still would like to see him in front of some cameras and some reporters. But what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that, I think that last that last finish you just stated um, kind of leaves kind of leaves it all open out there because right. you know to where we want to we want to uh, we want to ensure that there's a safe environment for our students. I think that that right there. I would not be surprised there be another statement coming pretty soon because because I think that dude you number one you 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 want to talk about how um how the sports you know finance the you know the you know pretty much now, the, yeah, the school as a whole exactly right. if, 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 I mean that's where the funding comes from and so now we want to say that we're losing a lot of money you know on this if there are safety measures in place, you have the bubbles that's going on within, you know, professional uh, professional athletics. But then you have you have these other conferences. You have high school football. You have little leagues that that are out there that that that's doing their thing, and they're able to, you know, keep students yeah. and keep kids, you know, in a safe environment. Well, so you want to tell me? Let me ask you this, Grant, because with that point taken into, you know. Uh, the proper context, you know, we have, you know, Notre Dame today suspending live classes, North Carolina, you know, mm -hmm. schools are starting yep. to pop out. Um, you, you're hearing little things about the football teams here and there. Um, I, you know, you haven't really heard a lot about breakouts in terms of, you know, big time programs. So I'm just mm -hmm. wondering, you know, again, there's obviously two sides to all of this. And I, I, I'm the first one to admit with this one, I have no answers. But mm -hmm. did the Big Ten just, did they, you know, we can question the motive, but obviously you think they acted way too early on this one. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they did. They want to be first. They want to be first. And it, at, the, at, at the end of the day, man, it is going to you think about think about this you have you i think i think what happened was, was what i think it's the guy bates 
um, Bates, that was uh, the the top receiver that's that's coming out of the conference. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's here in Minnesota. When he came out and said that he's not he's not going to be playing football, I think they panicked, and I think that they saw across the board that you know, hey, we're going to have a lot of big name players that are going to you know forego the season and just you know, hey, I'm going to enter the draft and that's going to be it. You can't afford to do that in the Big Ten Conference, whereas you're you're going up. You can't you don't want to put a product out there on the field where you know it makes the conference look even worse. As you look at the you look at the other conferences like the ACC and SEC, their second and third team players could you know potentially make an NFL roster or put something right. out there yeah. where they can get you know they can get looked at. So you know I think it I think it's from that standpoint they they panicked. They said, hey, let's put a pause on this and hope yeah. that the other conferences will follow behind follow us, what, yeah, we're, follow what we're trying to do. And yeah. and I think that's where we're at, dude. And it's impacted. Whereas you got you got some okay players that that are on these other rosters that could potentially right. put some tape out there and be able to show these guys that hey, I can play in the league too. Well, so you're exactly. And then think about the Iowa thing. Think think about that. You're telling me that you can play you can play football at one Iowa play, Iowa place, but we can't play at another one. I mean, and then you have so much outrage from the other from the other schools that say, hey, we're ready to play. So who's like who? Who's yeah. Well, and especially what? in a state like Iowa, Nebraska, where the the football is king. I mean, you know, yeah, Iowa, exactly. Iowa. You know, obviously Nebraska. We know about their history, and so I mean, I get Penn State. I mean, these are, are mm-hmm. programs that have a lot of cachet, a lot of pool, and now that you know, you got parents calling into the the conference offices and and petitions and. And people now planning on, on actually showing up at the conference office to basically start demanding to hear from, you know, Kevin Warren. I mean, this yep. thing can really get out of hand. So I think it is very interesting that a door, and that's where I was going to go tonight, that a door is open to starting, let's say, early October, whenever, you know, the ACC and SEC starts, because. I don't think they were prepared for this type of blowback. And when I say they, I'm mm-hmm. speaking of the conference offices, Kevin Warren. And I really don't mm-hmm. I really don't think he anticipated, like I said, the blowback he was going to get from this. And also just the way mm-hmm. he's kind of mishandled it in terms of just kind of the PR aspect of it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we all want our kids to be safe. Um, you know, my kids, she went back to school today and, and all kinds of, you know, measures and all that. But um, mm-hmm. I, it's going to it's gonna be real interesting, and, you know, we're going to find out because if the SEC and the ACC pull it off, then obviously your point is well proven that, yeah, the Big Ten should have kind of held off on doing that as soon as they did. Yeah, and, it's, and it's, here's the thing that you got to go ahead and lock into your brain, man, is that they're going to pull it off. And you're gonna you're gonna have instances where you know some 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 players are going to be impacted. They're going to get sick. I mean that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. We've seen it in professional sports. You're gonna see it at the collegiate level. 
And at the end of the day, I think that you, you, I mean, everybody should be working together as a whole. I mean, right now, you know, the NCAA, you know, as a whole, they're the ones that they're, they're, they're glad that, you know, the big 10 is taking this, that they're taking this ridicule right now because they're not, where, where is their involvement in this? Because, at the end of the day, there. I mean, you want you want to mandate every single thing that student athletes can do to actually step foot on a field or on a basketball court. But you're trying to tell me that you have no involvement and you know you know putting putting you know health you know uh, restrictions you know in place and you know setting forth you know guidelines Absolutely. based on what the CDC guidelines are. So now you want to step back. And you want to put it in the hands of the conferences where, I mean, the NCAA is like, y'all handle it. You know what I mean? And, and, and right now, well, right now it's, it's the big 10 conference that's, that's catching this heat. And, 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 and they don't have, they don't have the answer. They, they went the wrong route, the wrong route with this. They may have, I, 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 listen, I agree with you. They may have totally botched this. I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, they're taking the heat because, obviously, outside of, you know, a couple teams in the Pac-12, nobody even really talks about Pac-12 football for the most part. True. So that's why they're, you know, the Big Ten's taking even more of the heat for this, you know. So um, let's do this, man, because I know you're this this Tennessee dude and, and, and big fan and all that and SEC this, Big Ten does not suck that. I, you know what I'm saying. But one one thing that well, I was I mean, really go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Now I'm no, just gonna I... say, dude, 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 you you. I mean, you have to look at it, man. At the end of the day, the Big Ten suck. I mean, at I mean, oh, Tennessee. I mean, Ohio State has been the only representation of the Big Ten, and that's oh, not you're... much representation. No, right. I mean, you're you wrong. look. You look, you look with you look back within the past thirty-one years. I have to throw thirty-one because Tennessee, you know, they won it back in ninety-eight. But what I'm trying to say is, is that Ohio State has been your only representation of winning a national championship. So how can you put any type of any type of you know like okay, we're 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 high and mighty. You know, and and what what you represent when all the rest of the championships have come from the South, it's come from well, the ACC and it's okay, come from the so, okay, let's, let's slow the roll here for a second, partner. Now, here's the thing. First off, I think if you talked honestly with Big Ten fans, I don't think outside of maybe Ohio State, nobody has a high and mighty attitude about anything because of exactly what you just said. Um, I get what football means down south and, and, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a different thing down there than it is up here. But I'm Mm going to tell you something as a a graduate of the seven time national championship university of Minnesota, golden Gophers. Seven times you, you saw it on the stadium. I showed you it's legit. Look it up. Was, Who cares if the last again? one came when John Kennedy was elected? <laughs> not even, not even in my lifetime. <laughs> not at, oh, not even in my lifetime. I got a few years. So, so what like have said, you done for me lately? It's well, except for what last year, for exactly. Lately? Well, hey, we we build, we were building a program. Hopefully, uh, we will see. But no, you're right, man. Listen, 
Ohio State, for this modern college football playoff, has been the only representative from the Big Ten. You know, Penn State's kind of gotten close a couple times, but it's it's Ohio State and everybody else. Um, they dominate Michigan. They dominate the Big Ten championship, obviously. And you're absolutely right. But I don't think a lot of Big Ten fans have that high and mighty attitude. And if they do, they're, they're flat wrong. Because until somebody beats LSU and Bama, you know, Auburn, Gophers did finally. But you know what I'm saying. You, you got to do it on the field. And, you know, that, that was awesome when Ohio State actually did put it on Alabama. I loved watching that. But, you know, outside of but that, you know. You know Go ahead, boss. You know how that goes, though, man. The only thing, the only thing, the, the only, I mean, it's it's almost like Big Ten fans do not watch football because the only oh, thing that they that they recognize is Alabama winning, and it's been multiple, multiple championships that have came from the South, and it was and it didn't always include Alabama. So it, it's it's it, you can, anytime you bring up this topic to anybody in in the midwest they they always go to that and and it's and it's the conference as a whole i mean you i mean every right. week weekend week out it's it's a tough competitive match and it's 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 tough from the standpoint you look at the amount of players that we're putting in the nfl i mean what it's over look, look at the look at the first round draft last year that was like what over that was about 48 percent uh, players coming from the SEC that was within the first round. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's, it's it's a thing where the best come from that conference. But you know, you and I both know. Anytime you bring up this topic or you discuss, you know, that Big Ten compared to SEC, that you know, beat that. Well, Grant, and they don't want to give any credit to the SEC at all. Well, and all that know, they can point to is Alabama. Here's the thing. Part of it is because people get sick of hearing it up here, hearing it from people like you. You know, South dominates in football, this, this, and that. Blah. Yeah, we know, we know, we get it, we get it. That, But honestly, that is part of it. You know, people are just like, yeah, whatever. But until it's done on the field, and that's why I, I hope that when football comes back in a normal aspect – you know, there were some some fun games being uh, laid out here, Ohio State and Bama. And, you know, obviously mm-hmm. with the Gophers getting to play against Auburn in their bowl game last year. You know, I would love to mm-hmm. see the Big Ten really start delving in more to the – now, obviously games got to get made and with new rules that are coming down the pipe, man. But, you know, the way the NCAA wanted it is Power 5 conferences to stop playing the hyphenated schools – and, you know, start adding kind of middle tier power five teams. So, you know, hey, you'll you will see um, Northwestern maybe going down to Oxford and playing Mississippi or the Gophers, you know, going and then playing your team at Tennessee or something like that. So hopefully it'll come out in the wash because as a Big Ten graduate, I would love, you know, that's why I wanted them to, to play Alabama or Auburn. You know, we were having fun with it last bowl season, but I was like, that's what you want. You know, you want to get measured up against the SEC team. Worked out for Minnesota. 
by the way, five and two all time against their SEC rivals with victories over Alabama and Auburn. That's right. We dominate Alabama, the whole state. I hear you. I hear you, Gophers. It's all facts. You can look it up, Grant. You can look it up. Who won that January ball game last? Come on, man. Hey, Gophers looked very good against Auburn, and you know it because you're a football player. By the way, Grant, I took him to the Penn State game last year. Yeah. And 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 yes, Grant, I got to say and I and all kidding aside, I told Grant he really needs to get into coaching because this brother was calling plays and setups <laughs> and and all kinds of stuff like I was on the coaching staff myself. So <laughs> I mean, I mean, you got like Tony Romo on us, man. You know, you just started predicting <laughs> shit, and and all of a sudden it started happening. Um, but but here's the thing, man. I really want the Big Ten to to play these games against the SEC, ACC. Yeah. You know, um, before I met you a few years back, when uh, the Gophers had a home and home with USC, and actually went out mm-hmm. to the Coliseum. And, and, and almost won the, the damn game. So, I mean, you know, that's what you want to see. So while we have fun and joke about it, you know, I actually yep. do agree with you a lot more than maybe you think because the SEC is the measuring stick. I'm not going to sit here and say it isn't. So for mm-hmm. our teams to be able to go and play SEC teams, I would love to see that. Like I said, I'd love, and, you know, I'm talking to all of our teams, Northwestern, Michigan, Indiana, you know, when LSU came up a couple years ago to play Wisconsin at Lambeau Field, stuff like that. Yep. 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 And I, and I hope, I hope they get back. I hope they get to that as well, man. I mean, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's really good for athletes, you know, to, to be able to show, Hey, this is what, you know, this is what we got to offer because you already have this, you already have this notion of, you know, certain schools produce certain type, right. you know, football players where you have Ohio State, you know, they're going to give you some great running backs and receivers. Iowa State um, uh, and Iowa, you know, they're going to give you some good, you know, tight ends. So, I mean, it's, there's, there's, there, there is a few, there's, there's, there's some good talent, I'd have to say, you know, that comes out of the Big Ten, but, you know, it's, you know, when you look at it holistically, you know, until they understand that grit that goes into week over week, day over day, actually within, you know, within the South, you know, and, you know, we had this discussion, what, last, last year, you know, I'm, I'm just really, I'm really taken back at the amount of effort that is, you know, put into, um, into, into kids at an early age here. Whereas, you know, when I came from Georgia, I had my two-year-old, my two-year-old, you know, playing playing softball, pitching. We're pitching to my two-year-old, and he's hitting the ball, you know, not off a mm-hmm. tee, but we're pitching to him. He's hitting it that way. Whereas, and they're playing against teams, you know, week over week. Whereas you come to Minnesota – they don't, you know, I haven't seen it. I mean, if anybody, you know, anybody that's listening to, you know, your audience out there is listening, I haven't seen any, you know, any type of league here 
you know, for my five-year-old. He's now five years old. Oh, you know, well, that, for, then that, he should definitely be getting started with the T-ball the leagues. That's usually how it starts up but here. But that's the thing. He's passed. He's passed T-ball. Like, like T-ball is two years old. I mean, like, right then now, put him. Then, then, yeah, you can maybe get him on one of these. Well, I don't know the exact ages for a, a, a baseball team. But, you know. But it, that, trust but, me, but they'll, they'll find it. something somewhere. But I know what you're saying. Think, I, I know what you're saying. And that's what I'm saying, Grant. It's just kind of a different thing up here. It is. It is. It is. You know, because I don't want I can I can teach what I can teach myself what you know, what's what's happening here. Whereas my kid is going to be playing against, you know, parents. You know, as opposed to playing teams, mm-hmm. you know, week over week. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, it, yeah, it's it's a difference in how we bring bring them up. Now, education-wise, dude, I have to give it to I That's the one thing that I have to give it give to the state of Minnesota, man. Education is top notch here. I have to give it to give it to you from that standpoint. Um, but that competitiveness, you know, from what you're seeing, you know, what you see when we get down south, man, that's the difference. I, I would totally agree with that. Like I said, it's it's a different thing from down south. I got relatives down south. I got relatives, actually, from the two up north big football factory states, which are Ohio and Pennsylvania. So you know, I I understand because even in states like that, you know, I mean, my they're playing in front of the huge crowds as well. Um, Ohio, especially, I mean, it is just insane. So I get it while we have definitely, you know, we've closed the gap a little bit in States like a Minnesota in terms of football talent, you know, it's, it's just a different thing down South where, you know, I mean, dude, look at the movies. They're making movies about it. Friday night lights, this, that, all this, you know, that's, that's the difference. And, you know, I get it. I get it. So you ain't going to get, you know, uh, an argument from me, except for when we're going to pivot this move, this situation. Now, again, and this is sports done right here on a Wednesday night with Grant Horton, SEC Homer. Let's talk about Tennessee football. Let's talk about this team who would lose to Minnesota if they played. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Especially last year's team. That's <laughs> right. I said it. I will. T- I, and this year, well, we lost Rashad Bateman. I better hold up for a quick second. But well, you better hold, number one. Y'all ain't playing this year. Let's. I mean, let's go back to the first segment. I mean, y'all ain't playing this year, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so take so take the big thing completely out of the car. Y'all suck so bad that y'all no, not even y'all trying to, to not you. even listen play this. Protecting year. people. We're protecting the kids. You're, You're right. About. You're protecting- all of a sudden, when you guys get these little mash units set up outside your campuses, then you'll see what's been said. But anyway. Dude, too funny. Hold, what, hold, up. Go, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I was just going to say, is I, I got the schedule pulled up here. And I'm very interested in the first game at South Carolina for your Rocky Top uh, chumps, as I like to call yeah. them. Is yeah, that I'm just going to say – that that's a win. I'm just gonna say that you know, um, you look you look back over time. The only I think there's a few games you know like we we bear, we missed it against the 
played Oklahoma. We missed it the year we played. Um, we played Oregon. You know, one of our first games. But mm-hmm. man, we go into a we go into an we go into a game like South Carolina. We 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 know them, right? So we we we've been you know pretty successful against uh, South Carolina. Just like I I said I said I had this same conversation with you know some guys in a chat. You know, I think it was last night or the night before. We're not Georgia. Georgia, <laughs> Georgia. You know, you know they've got all the all the talent in the world. They they even allow Justin Fields to get to <laughs> to the Big right. Ten like that's right, exactly. unheard of. That's crazy. How do you let this guy leave the conference? But um, I feel good about what we have. I mean, I think we're returning like about twenty five seniors. Um, twenty five seniors, man. That we're we're expecting to you know, really have, you know, they're, they're going to bring some good value um, to to our team. Um, South Carolina, you know, that's not a game that, you know, I'm really – I think this – you know, a lot of people look at this schedule. You know, I don't really look at the schedule, but a lot of people look at this schedule and say, you know, I mean, yeah, this is it, – it, it fits. That that you look at the SEC overall, their schedule it it lines up for Alabama to win it all, right? I mean that that's already you know what's in everybody's mind. But every single conversation that you listen to, and every and all the all the experts and the analysts, they they point to Tennessee and wondering, okay, Tennessee is gonna be they're gonna kind of be a headache. Alabama kind of every year, you know. We look at where we play Alabama in our schedule. I feel so much better about where we fall in the schedule of Alabama because, like last year, you look back at the game that we played against oh, them, yeah, against yeah. them, and we barely, we, we barely, we we were a player or two away, yeah. actually upsetting yeah. Alabama. Yes, you were. Yes, so, you were. so I I feel good about the fact that you know we're returning twenty five seniors, but then. We're we're we got some freshmen dude that we feel really 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 good about you know it's a couple of uh, four star athletes that we brought to the table but then we bring back you know Jared Garantano you know I was he, just gonna you know, ask he, you about him and, yeah yeah he's a quarterback man that's been very sporadic over time I think that we've had he's had some time to kind of really sit down but. You know he's had he's had that quarterback competition where, you know he's wanted to be the guy. You know he's played with you know with 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 um with Hertz that's now playing for San Francisco. You know so it's two guys that come in around the same time, whereas you know and they have these big egos. You know and Jared Garantano was on a big ego you know trip and I think that you know Pruitt is has really humbled him last year. And then he come in, you know, as a second string guy, and he makes some good plays. But then, you know, when the pressure was on him, he started to do more than what he was actually capable of doing, and it hurt the team. It cost the team. So I think that yeah. having that on film and coming into this year, I think that he's gonna he's gonna be more mature than than he's been in the past. But then at the same time, and saying that dude a freshman quarterback that you guys are going to love, dude. I, he, I, I feel wow. good about this Harrison Bailey guy that's coming out of Marietta, Georgia, man. He's going to be 
he's going to be lights out. So if Jared Garantano don't get his crap together, dude, I guarantee you Harrison is going to come in there and this really year? he's going to do I, I don't I don't anticipate Harrison being a red shirt. I anticipate okay. him, you know, really really giving giving Jared that push that he's gonna need, dude. Yeah. Um, and then well, on the top thing. of that, dude, real quick because I was gonna say about Jared as well because he really does got to get one of these big wins, so to speak. You know, like you said, yeah. you know, you were right there with, you know, all the teams really at, at you know the past couple years, Bama, Florida, yeah. Georgia, you know. But you just come up yep. on the short side of the stick. Where in the end, these are these are do these are losses, so it holds you back. Yep. But you haven't been that far away, so yeah. I mean, yep. Garantano is definitely, you know, if if he can find a way to just kind of take that next step, um, I think yep. yeah, you know, you get the win. You're gonna beat a Georgia. You're gonna find a way to to knock off Florida or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. At the end of the day, man, I, I feel good about it's it's a gap. You know, I have to acknowledge that it's a gap. And at the end of the day, I feel like is this the year? Mm, we don't know, but there's a lot that goes into this year because we're in a pandemic. So right. you're probably going to have kids get sick. You're going to have the you know the injury component. If and, and on on paper, if we stay focus on the goal at hand and you know ensure that we come together as a team you know i feel good about what we're returning on defense and the new kid the young kids that's coming in on defense and and the old kids that we have as well i feel good about that but yeah there is a gap there's a gap with our seniors and our freshmen right and so our juniors and sophomores you know I, i think our sophomores you know that there's a good, there's a nice component there with what we're returning for from from our sophomore uh, class. But yeah, and if, if if we could somehow in a pandemic figure out how to mesh, you know, these classes together and right. and come and come, you know, ready to ready to play ball, man. I feel good about what right. we got. Well, they, that's that's what I'd like to hear. I will say this on your offensive line, Trey Smith is phenomenal. He is definitely mm-hmm, going to mm-hmm. be playing at the next oh, yeah. level. I mean, six yeah. foot six, three hundred thirty pounds yeah. of just agile muscle. I mean, the dude yeah. lateral, you know, north and south. He does it all, and I noticed yeah. him last year. Um, so I just wanted to give him a shout out and just real quick, you know, see what you what you thought about Trey Smith. I like I love Trey Smith, man. Um, and he's the thing. The thing about Trey Smith, man, he's 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 a leader. You look at what you look at the guys that that are beside him as well. I think that what what he brings to the table and you know provide as a you know as a go to with those guys that that line up next to him is gonna be you know it's gonna be pretty good to see. I mean we. I, I feel like we have a really good running game as well. If we could, mm-hmm. if we could teach these guys how to catch balls out of the backfield and kind of help as well with a few chips on the edge, I think that we're gonna be we're gonna be good. I'm not. I'm that, that interior. I feel good about it. It's 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 the components that kind of backs them up. That it, that that kind of you know 
you know, it, it, it does raise, you know, somewhat of a flag, um, right. you know, and I'm glad you bring up the offensive line piece because that's going to be huge for us. I'm, I am so confident, you know, in our defensive line and our defensive secondary on the other side of the ball mm-hmm. that, that we're going to be, we're going to, I mean, you look, look back at what we did last year and those pieces that we're bringing back this year, you know, I feel really good about that. You know, the linebacker, you know, the linebacker spot is a little bit suspect to me, but you know, I think that, you know, we 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 we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna pull that together. I mean, you, cause Pruitt 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 has that defensive mindset, and if anybody can get you know to that get to that level of detail and understanding of what what's necessary to make our defense a you know a legit defense. You know, I feel good about that. But you can't, you know, when you look back at what we did last year, you can't let, I mean, this is what you learn from youth, man. You can't let offensive players get outside of you. I mean, you get, you let, you let these guys get outside the towel because you're in trouble. Especially and, these guys. and what That's, position did you play, by the way? So I played, I played safety. When I was in when I was That's in college, right. but I he played knows. everything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But but it starts, dude. It starts at the defensive line. Now I I always give the credit to my defensive line when I talk about you know us winning that championship when I went when I was in JUCO, dude. We had the best we had the best defensive line in the state. One one of our um, defensive linemen is currently you know he's he's the head hog. You know, and uh, that was in um, Arena Football. Uh, Tremaine Sykes. I mean, you you Google him, look him up. Right. The guy runs Amer- He he runs the AFL. I mean, Arena Football League. To to be a Arena Football League player, you got to go through Joe Sykes. And the guy was a monster, dude. So I mean, that defensive line that we had back in junior college, it, it set up so much stuff for us as a defense to to make plays and you know put put fear in in, in those quarterbacks and running backs that right. it, it just made well, it just made the game so much easier. Hey, let, let me ask you, and folks, and again, we're going to be talking with Grant Horton here. He is our favorite SEC troll. Actually, we even though we are in agreement on a lot tonight, but Grant told me something interesting at that Gopher Penn State game, and I know he may not remember this, but he told me best college atmosphere he was ever at, Gopher Penn State game. You remember that, Grant Horton? You remember did that? I say that? Yes, you did, I, sir. Yes, I, you did. Did, did I drink before the game? We might have had a few. <laughs> Matter of maybe, fact, I maybe know we I did. Said, <laughs> maybe I said Big Ten atmosphere. Nah, <laughs> nah, cut, cut the tape. No. Cut the, nah, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. No. You looked at me in your front row seat, thanks to the sports governor, and you said, Vince, <laughs> I ain't going to lie. This is the best atmosphere I've been at for a game. I don't. I can't. I, I can't. I confirm, can't confirm nor that. deny. We okay. We don't get into that. Spoken I, like I an SEC a holder. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Dude, dude, dude. The best atmosphere by far was the game I went to for but between Tennessee and Georgia. I mean, that is by far the best because that, dude. You don't know. You don't know atmosphere and you're taking you're, me to a game this year 
Dude, let's go. I I, I mean, I initially had invited to the Florida, the Florida Tennessee game. I'm gonna have to regroup, man, because it was me and a bunch of guys. You know, we was gonna, we was gonna, we was gonna get cabins and everything, and and, and head down for the Florida Tennessee game, man. But yeah, I'm just gonna have to regroup. We're gonna have to see what we can do, man. I'm telling you. And you've been to an SEC game, dude. You know that. Oh, hey, listen, nothing. When I, I hate to cut you off, but yeah, when I was at the LSU homecoming, oh mm-hmm. come on! I mean, the <laughs> whole campus. I mean, alleys behind you know classrooms, you know out on <laughs> you know the main quad or whatever you want to call that main part of your campuses, uh-huh. parking lots uh-huh. outside the stadium. I mean, it was crazy. Uh-huh. It was crazy, crazy, and everybody was cool. Now, we were down there. We kind of had a VIP set up because my wife was doing some work down there. But, man, let me tell you something. Because, and and I've, I've told Grant this, I have always loved LSU as kind of my down south football team. I just, mm-hmm. ever since I saw my first night game as a kid, I just thought it was a cool setup, the whole Death Valley thing, all that, right? So now, mm-hmm. and it's always been on my sports bucket list to actually, you know, to go mm-hmm. to a game there. So obviously mm-hmm. get this opportunity. I'm on the field. We're in the second row for our seats. I mean, it was crazy. And then I look up and I got 105,000 of my fellow fans there uh-huh. who have been there for the past, you know, 13, 15 hours. And not only that, it's the whole city as well when, mm-hmm. when you go to these programs especially in the sec um ohio state when i went there you know obviously a sec caliber program from the moment mm-hmm. i stepped off the plane in columbus everybody had ohio state gear on the little dudes out on the tarmac waving the plane in ohio state gear the pilots come out of the cabin ohio state jerseys mm-hmm. walk out into the airport obviously and, you know, here I am coming through and everybody's giving me looks because, I, I, you know, I'm representing my school, having fun with it. And to the point, and you'll like this story, I was wearing gopher gear in Columbus. I went shopping. We're staying next to this mall. I go to the sporting goods store. So, you know, I, obviously I stand out and everybody's kind of, you know, questioning me. Hey, what's up, gopher fan, blah, blah, blah. And so I went, I bought all this stuff. I bought some Ohio State gear for my kid and stuff. And them fools left all the security tags on so I would buzz when I walked out and get stopped by security. Whole store, I turned around dead laughing at me. Dead laughing at me. But, no, I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, You know, if we can get back to normal, like I said, I would love for the Big Ten and the SEC to mix it up more. Um, ACC as well because, you know, it's, it's a Southern Conference too. And mm-hmm. I, I would love it. I, you know, I'm sure the, the the Big Ten would love it. I know the Gophers yeah. would because they're five and two all time against the SEC. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why, yeah. why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Right. When so, it didn't matter, it didn't matter. Oh, uh, it, it mattered last year. It mattered last year. <laughs> Come on, Grant. Best atmosphere you've ever been to. I, that was I, man. It almost brought tears to my eyes when you said that, Grant Horton. Dude, I think, I think, I think, dude, you, you know what? You had me liquored up on that green stuff at this place we went to. I think I, I, I have no recollection of what you're talking about, dude. I have to say, man, that that was a very, 
it was a very it was a cute environment. I'll I'll say that. I mean, cute. looking back at it, it was, it was very cute. It was very cute because I mean, we were you know we. I mean, what we had like maybe thirty thousand people there. You know, oh, you're funny. I mean, we, you're funny. I mean, I mean. <laughs> I mean, and we were, you know, we were all sitting there, you know, on top of the team. I mean, you know, oh. it was, I would have to, yeah, it was cute. It was now very cute, him, you know, and compact. And it was, it was nice. I have to give you yeah, that, you know, from that <laughs> standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, okay, holler at me when, okay. you, when you reach over, over 100,000, okay? <laughs> well, you got to remember where you live, though, Then we Grant. can talk about best environment. I get you know, it. You I know, get too, it. too much happening up here because – now, that's the difference, you know, in a lot of northern cities like down south there. I mean, look, we got every major sport and Division One sports in this city. So, yeah. it, it, you know, in terms of, yeah, you know, you have to be a historic program to, to get, you know, north of 70,000 at a college game up here. I mean, it just ain't going to happen between Viking season ticket holders, yeah. you know, Minnesota Wild, Timberwolves. I mean, hell, even the soccer team, you know, they, you know, they got real popular as well. And then Division One sports. I mean, you still got Gopher hockey, which is huge up here. Um, you know, I mean, all kinds of stuff. So it's it's just too competitive for your sports dollar um, right now to to even think that they'd be able to do that. But I was just happy that you said it was the best environment you've been in, brother. So I we'll just leave I it at that. Say that. I didn't. I don't think I said that. But at the end of the day, dude, don't don't give me all those those crappy excuses. Because if you're putting the best product out there on the field, dude, and and you're winning, at the end of the day, the people will come. The people will so come. Exactly. I, don't, I don't. I don't care about ticket prices or anything like that. Put a winning product out hey, on the field. Win, I don't know win the, the chip. Them personal seat people licenses they got me for. I, I trust me, I'm caring about the prices. <laughs> <laughs> that front row seats do not come cheap anymore, homie. <laughs> uh, all right, well, hey Grant, I'm gonna let you go, man. But you are always welcome on this show. Um, you know, you are our, our SEC contact, so we definitely gonna be hitting you up here as uh, the season okay. progresses. And listen, I hope they can make it through because if if they can make it through, that means that whatever they're doing is working and we can spread that, you know. So, um, you know, I'm not I am not one to wish any ill will on the ACC or the SEC with them moving forward. I wish them well. I'm a little I was a little hesitant, but I do wish them well. So let's see what happens. Neyland Stadium is going to have 20% capacity, I read. So they actually are going to allow some fans in. So, yeah, yep. should be interesting. Should be interesting. Hey, man, I appreciate you letting me on, man. Oh, and, anytime, uh, man. You got the number fun. now. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, hey, thanks for thanks for everything, man. Go Vols. Oh, no problem, man. We'll catch up soon and uh, go have another greenie. <laughs> All right, man, later. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Grant Horton. Oh, too funny. That guy is too funny. Oh, my goodness. Mr. Grant Horton. The crowd approves. The crowd approves. Oh, man. You got to love SEC folk, man. They, they rep their region. They rep their football. And that's why, I mean, you know, 
SEC football is just a, a couple steps ahead. Um, Big Ten has closed the gap, but, you know, let's be real. And and he is right. You know, you we do got to get some other teams in there and, and knock off Ohio State as well. But Grant's my dude. He's good people. Um, moved up here. Uh, works with Delta. Good family man. And uh, we, we have a lot of fun talking football, as you can imagine, but uh, he is really a good brother. So, all right, that, that is the show. <laughs> Hour and 20 minutes in. That's, and look how long we went talking with Grant. See, that's the thing. Just get into that flow. This is Sports Done Right. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor of the great state of Minnesota. I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, I know I didn't really get to too much chat tonight. Jordan Rosario, Keeping It 100 podcast, has joined us. I'm going to be joining him and his friends on the Keeping It 100 podcast. around. I think September 6th is when, they re- is when we're going to record that. Um, I don't know if it's live or not, but definitely going to keep you in tune there. Hey, thank you all for listening. For everybody live on the Twittersphere, Grant for calling in. He really wanted to call in too today, man. You heard the passion from him. And anybody, we got phone lines open, so I'll share the number next time. Make sure you follow me at the Big Smooth one on Twitter. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. At Sports Done Right on Instagram. The Facebook group, Sports Done Right as well. And that's my last name, W-R-I-G-H-T. And we're going to do it again next week, working on some big guests. We're going to start focusing on the Minnesota Vikings right around the corner, that Green Bay game. And uh going to have a fun, fun uh, contact from Green Bay I'm working on that will be joining us very, very soon, I hope so. All right, folks, you guys keep it. Hey, just be safe out there. Stay cool. I can't wait to get back and talk with you. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right. Again, the Grant Horton on the show. Thank you very much. Everybody in the chat room, Jordan, uh, my main man, uh, Mike over there at E-Prairie. He finally came through. Jay Clyde, the Brazilian bunny hunter. Um, Everybody, man, thank you so much. We appreciate the love that you give us. And we will be back next week with more Sports Done Right. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. Right.